I never said it was easy. Like we can't expect everything to be easy and not everything worth having in this life is easy. Like I would probably be nowhere if I was just looking for things to be easy. Nothing in my life has particularly been easy, even when it's working towards the things that I dream about and things I desire rather than working through challenges. If you're just looking for easy, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed in that process. And that's not to say like only go after hard things, but rather than avoiding the difficult, know that there are going to be challenges, know that there are going to be fears and beliefs, even trauma that you have to work through and actually knowing this is setting you up to succeed rather than feeling like you need to bypass these things when they come up whether that means that you're going backwards so yes things can be simple but don't always interpret simple as meaning easy and just because things aren't easy right now doesn't mean things are going to be difficult forever What is up everybody? My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me Em. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started the Empower With Em podcast at 21 years old, whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at UD. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five and started my own business and in just eight months of starting became a six-figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something-year-old CEO along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul-aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset and get ready to get empowered. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower with M podcast. Today I have a powerful guest joining me for a beautiful discussion surrounding the law of attraction and creating your dream life. Now, today's guest is a mindset and manifestation coach, content creator, and podcast host of the Manifest Edit. Her mission is centered around empowering ambitious women to stop playing small confidently manifest their desires and create extraordinary lives. There is honestly nothing that charges up today's guests more than empowering people to step into their greatness, which is why she is the perfect guest for the Empower With Them podcast. So without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce to all of you guys today, Effia Salta. Welcome, Effia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you and to pick your brain and learn all about your journey. So obviously I've given the bio introduction, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what your story is? So as a manifestation coach, I really love working with women to help them create the permission slips, the inner permission slips for the lives that they want to live. And I think part of the reason that I became a coach was my own story and struggle with that kind of transition period between university and the working world and feeling like I had to follow this path that was laid out for me, but the path that was ahead of me not really making sense. And so I think when it comes to manifestation, there's this really beautiful process of deciding what you want your story to be, writing that story, and then taking those actions, doing that work to make it not just a story, but your reality. Mm, I think that's the most beautiful explanation of um, the concept of manifestation that I've heard before about writing that story and then actually creating that story. So tell me then, you did mention that like there was a struggle with leaning into university, not really having that clarity on what you want to do and then discovering that you sort of want to go in a different direction. I feel like this is something that so many of my listeners can resonate with. It's something that I resonate with, very connected to my story as well. But what was that like for you? What was that direction that you were heading in initially? And then what made you change? So I had just spent five years studying at university. I was in my last year at uni. So I'd done an undergrad and then I went straight back a few months later to start studying for my master's. And it had never really been a plan of mine to study for a master's. After I finished my first degree, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm done with studying. But I also didn't really know where I wanted to go next after my first degree. And because I knew I was good at uni, I was like, okay, well, if I just go back and do another year, 
that's going to give me time to figure things out. And I quickly realized while I was studying for my master's that I had done it for the wrong reasons. I wasn't enjoying the course. I didn't want to be there. And I didn't really see myself. Um, so the master's I did was in digital marketing and I didn't really see myself working in an agency setting or, or doing digital media as a career. And so I thought that that going back to study for my master's would take away a lot of the questions I had, but in some ways it felt like it almost gave me more. Mm. And you know what? I'm not too sure how much you know of my story, but that's exactly what I found as well because I stepped into my master's knowing that I didn't want to be studying and working in that industry, but it gave me that space to figure out what I did want to do. Um, so I can really resonate with you there. And um, what was that transition like for you? You know, when you were in that process of like figuring it out and, and then you started to find that clarity around what you did want, was it an easy shift for you to make to go from that path that you had been on for so long to this path that you're on now? No, it was horrible. <laughs> the, the first few months of it was awful. And I think that's a case for a lot of people where a situation just comes to a head and then you have no other choice but to address it. So you can try all of these short-term fixes or even a year-long fixes and think that it's going to change the issue at hand, but it's not. And under the surface, along with this fear of, what am I going to do when I finish university? I was really struggling with anxiety, depression. And at that point it was undiagnosed, but I now know that it's endometriosis. So I was struggling with chronic pain quite frequently. And so I had so much going on and no real outlet to express it or to move through it. And at the beginning of 2016, I just, I just felt like I couldn't go on anymore. Everything just felt like too much and it just didn't feel like things were going to get better. And then it was a real period of change and of growth and of personal connection over that next year to come home to myself and almost find reasons to start fully, truly living again. And so I went from the beginning of the year just being at my lowest point to at the end of the year, just being so happy within myself, within my body, within where I was going and what I was doing. And I decided to channel all of that energy into moving from Scotland to Australia for one year. Mm, amazing. And you did mention, you touched on there battling like chronic illnesses, anxiety, depression, all of this. And um, what I've learned about you as well is that as a child, you did discover that you were orphaned also. And so there's a lot of challenges that you have had to go through in your life before getting to where you are now. And I'd love to know, like, how did you overcome each of these challenges that were thrown your way instead of allowing yourself to become consumed by them or define yourself by them? You know, what, how did you actually rise above each of these things? I think you just have to take things as they come. And really my dominant thought was, I've just got to get through this. I've just got to get through this. And any challenge that came up is like, okay, well, I just got to get through this. And it wasn't really looking that far ahead, to be honest, because when you have so much trauma and so many challenges that you're dealing with, you don't really see that far ahead. If you are looking ahead, you're looking at potential challenges that could arise in the future. I didn't really have a lot of dreaming or things I was looking forward to. It was just like, I have to do this. I have to get through this. And so I was in the foster care system until age three, and then I was adopted. And I stayed in adoptive care for 10 years. And then unfortunately, my mom passed away from cancer, which she'd been struggling with for, I think, like four years. And so at that point, we were then faced with going back into the care system as my adoptive mom. My mom was a single parent. And that was really terrifying to me because going back into the care system as a teenager you know people want to adopt babies like up mm. until ages three is really when people want to adopt kids anything beyond that especially as you're getting into teenage years people don't want to readopt teenagers so mm. it really put a lot of questions in my mind about my identity and what my path would be going forward and who i was and how to deal with all these things that were happening to me but that no one else was really going through that similar situation. So mm. although I could talk to my friends at school, I could only talk to them on a certain level. Mm, because they couldn't fully connect, of course, with what you were going through because they hadn't experienced anything of um, that sort of depth themselves either. So how did you 
work around that, you know, because I'm sure there's so many people that can resonate with feeling like, like they don't have anyone that understands deeply or that can relate with what they're experiencing. So how did you rise above that? I think the first thing to know is that sometimes people don't need to know exactly what you've gone through in order to support you. And I could have definitely asked for a lot more support from my friends, but I think there was maybe a degree of pride or a degree of shame around like what I was experiencing at home. Like, I don't think anyone really, and maybe even, even now, I don't think I've really had proper conversations with my like friends from back home about like the depths of what we were experiencing. Like we went from just being like normal kids to becoming young carers and my friends would you know, spend the weekend to go and hang out with our other friends and my sister and I would be going to the hospital to see our mom. So I don't think anyone really knew the depths of that situation and there was some like kind of shame around it because my life was so different from everyone else's life at school and I just wanted to fit in so badly. And also being like a black girl growing up in Scotland in a very small town, I already felt kind of different and othered from that. So I didn't want to bring in, oh, this is going to make me different from everyone else as well. And so definitely as a kid, I had a lot less tools and a lot less capacity to deal with things than I do now. If I was going through something similar, even any trauma or challenges at the age I'm at now, I would say, let people help you, let people support you. You know, hyper-independence is something that is really celebrated in our culture, but it is also a trauma response. We're hyper-independent because we felt a need to become hyper-independent and it's actually okay and good to let people support you. Even with my manifestation clients, I'm like, you've still manifested it if you ask other people to help you with it. You don't have to do everything on your own. It's still yeah. an achievement. It's still a success with other people there to support you. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I feel like your story is so unique, of course, because each of our stories are so unique to ourselves, but it's so powerful to be able to hear where you were and and what you've been able to create for yourself now. And I'm sure that there's so many people that will be listening to this episode that um, needed to hear, you know, this, this journey that you've gone through, these challenges that you've gone through. So I really do appreciate you sharing that with us today. And I'm very excited to dive deeper into the whole manifestation portion of our podcast also. Um, But what is it first and foremost that introduced manifestation to you? Because obviously when you were going through each of these other um, challenges within your journey, I'm sure manifestation wasn't there the whole time. So what was it that actually introduced this into your life? I grew up Buddhist from the ages of like nine onwards so I would say that I definitely have more of an open-minded perspective to life and I would say looking back now although you know I never actually had the opportunity to have conversations with my mom about it but I would say that my mom was quite a spiritual person as well we always have so many crystals around the house personal development books things like that um so when I approached spirituality in later life I had just joined a network marketing company and my mentor had introduced me to the law of attraction, the secret, and I was just like obsessed with this whole world. And to me, it didn't feel like something brand new and crazy and out there that I was learning. I was like, oh yeah, this resonates with like a lot of what I know to be true about the world. And so in that year, 2016, when I was going through that really challenging time, I had gone back to therapy and in my mind, this was the thing that I was kind of holding as the, this is what's going to change my life. This is what's going to make everything okay. This is what's going to give me clarity and help me get a grip on things. But it actually wasn't that at all. And I don't say this to put you off therapy if you're listening, because I think if you find a therapist and a style of therapy that works well for you, it can really work. But in my case, most of my experiences in therapy weren't that positive, Mm. partly due to the fact that um, the lack of funding for mental health services in the UK was was pretty astounding at that point and also because of the lack of funding like when you get paired with someone like that's that's your person you don't really have the option to change around therapists and see who fits for you and so the therapist that I had we just didn't see eye to eye at all (laughs) um I just didn't like her I don't think she liked me we just did not we just didn't vibe and so I actually ended up quitting therapy because it was making me feel worse because we didn't get along and I felt like she was judging me and I went on my own personal healing journey so I am grateful 
that therapy was the introduction into that but overall it, it didn't really contribute that much value to my life at that point in time so I decided to go on my own healing journey and dive into personal development conscious manifestation the law of attraction and using these things allowed me to see that I did have the power I was in charge and that I got to live my most extraordinary life. I didn't just have to survive anymore. I had this opportunity to thrive and I really wanted to take that with both hands. Oh, I absolutely love that. And that is so empowering to hear, you know, that where you did develop that awareness of you have the ability to take control of your life. You have the ability to create a life that you do actually love and that you lent into that and you ran with it. And I'm sure it wasn't easy. You know, I'm sure it wasn't the easiest process to actually step into, um, I guess, redefining your whole self, right? Because if you do want to create a, a new life for yourself, you need to create a new self that aligns with that life that you do want to create as well. Um, so powerful. And again, like the, um, it's so funny how aligned our journeys seem to be because network marketing was also the thing that really introduced me into my personal development and spiritual journey and manifestation and all of that. So it really does go to show that when you do put yourself out there to try different things, whether it be exploring certain degrees or whether it be starting different like business opportunities, it it's transformative for yourself on a spiritual level, a you know personal level on all of it. So love that. Now, I'd love to have a more in-depth conversation surrounding you know, your beliefs within the, within manifestation, law of attraction, all of that. And for anyone who may be listening today, who uh, is very new to law of attraction and doesn't really understand how it all works, how would you best describe this to them? So to me, the process of conscious manifestation is having that element of control of your life and not in an obsessive control way, but in, I have the power to create and shape my reality. And so we are all manifesting all the time. Like everything that you have in your life right now is a result of manifesting it into your life. What we want to do is bring more of a conscious awareness to what you actually want to bring into your life, how you want to feel, what people you want to be surrounded by, and of course, what things you want to have. But manifestation is not just about the external of like money and clothes and material items, although like I am definitely a bougie manifester, so I love those things too, but it's not the only important things. And I think the most powerful thing that I have gained from my manifestation journey is definitely the relationship with myself. Like you would not believe like the person I was five years ago or how I felt about myself five years ago, just like the level of self-confidence and self-worth that I had. I remember after my first day of therapy, I was walking home and the therapist rang me. I hadn't even like left the session for the 10 minutes. And she rang me. She's like, look, I really think you need to buy this book. And it was called Overcoming Low Self-Esteem. And she's like, you need to read this. And I remember reading that book and the things they were saying about, you know, believing yourself and your self-worth. And I was just like, I just, it doesn't resonate with me. This could never be me. Whereas now I like, and I say, I love myself. Like I wholeheartedly feel that when I'm thinking about dating people, I'm like, they would have to be pretty amazing because they're taking away from time with being with myself. And that is already so incredible. So mm. being at this place is like the best gift I could, could ever be given. And I, I would want that for anyone who's listening or for anyone I go on to work with is building that relationship with yourself because from there, everything comes from that. Yes. Oh, that is powerful. And I love how you touched on that relationship aspect briefly as well. And mentioning that anyone that you do step into a relationship with, they better be pretty damn awesome. Like they better be matching you with the energy that you're delivering because your time and your energy is so valuable. And I think that is a self-worth realization that I personally struggled with when in my younger years. And I know so many other guys and girls I'm not even just gonna say girls right because even guys struggle with that as well so how did you like bring yourself to that point right because I'm sure you didn't always have that um that level of conviction behind your worth so how did you get there something which I think is so important when it comes to manifestation that not enough people are talking about is embodiment and embodiment is the difference between saying something and actually feeling it. So you'll hear people be like, oh, affirmations don't work. Like affirmations are so dumb and things like this. And I just like roll my eyes at them because 
words in themselves like people it's funny because I think there are these expressions and what happens is a lot of context get lost and people run with them like thoughts become things or words are powerful we just take them at face value without like oh what does that actually mean like why is that actually so powerful the reason thoughts become things is because thoughts impact your belief system the reason words are powerful is because how we internalize them and what we make them mean about us and how we shape and fit our reality so with embodiment practices it's not just about oh I'm taking off the steps of the things that fear has told me to do or if I want to manifest I need to say this 55 times and then rub my tummy 55 times and doing the things for the sake of doing them you're doing them because you feel them on such a deep level so to give you an example of what I mean by this just say like repeat after me I love myself you, you know it doesn't really evoke that much it's just like okay I love myself but now like I want you to just like close your eyes put your hands on your heart and just think about like all of the incredible things that you have achieved over this past year over the past few years how much you've been through like we've been through a whole ass pandemic and you're still standing still killing it still bossing it alive think about how many people you have impacted from just being alive from just being your beautiful self and thinking about all of those things and feeling all of those things and then when you say I love myself there's a different energy and feeling behind it. And so embodiment is bringing that level of feeling into everything that we're doing when it comes to manifestation. Yes, I love that. And that was a big lesson that I learned the more I got into the law of attraction and manifestation and all of that is it's not about the words. It is about the feeling. The universe doesn't respond to words. It responds to that energetic frequency that you're putting out there. So I guess then if we are talking about like, manifestation and attracting what you desire being about becoming that that person that you want to become that person that already has those desires that you want how can we begin to embody that next level self like is there any processes that we can follow to really make it I guess easier together if easier is is even the word I should use I should never say easier because it's not going to be easy at the end of the day but you get what I mean (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a distinction between simple and easy. And I think a lot of things can be simple, but not necessarily easy. And I actually had, um, I'm at the point where I've started getting hate comments on TikTok, which is great because it means I'm a big deal now. And um, one of the comments someone had left was like, uh, I had said, the video was about how to get rid of fear when manifesting. And I said, you don't, you don't get rid of the fear when you're manifesting, when you're manifesting. It's just a normal part of the process. And someone had commented like, Ugh. at this point, I just don't think spiritual people care about mental illness at all. They just think everything is so easy. And I'm like, well, actually, as someone who's experienced depression, anxiety and chronic illness, I would say like, I absolutely consider these things because that's my reality. But also like, I never said it was easy. Like we can't expect everything to be easy and not everything worth having in this life is easy. Like I would probably be nowhere if I was just looking for things to be easy. Nothing in my life has particularly been easy, even when it's working towards the things that I dream about and things I desire rather than working through challenges. If you're just looking for easy, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed in that process. And that's not to say like only go after hard things, but rather than avoiding the difficult know that there are going to be challenges, know that there are going to be fears, limiting beliefs, even trauma that you have to work through. And actually knowing this is setting you up to succeed rather than feeling like you need to bypass these things when they come up, whether that means that you're going backwards. So yes, things can be simple, but don't always interpret simple as meaning easy. And just because things aren't easy right now doesn't mean things are going to be difficult forever. Yes, I love that. You nailed exactly what I was struggling to articulate there. Not about making it easier, but simplifying it and then um, recognizing that even the most simple processes have challenges and have struggle behind them, right? So in saying that then, when we do look at that embodiment and stepping into becoming that person that we need to become in order to attract our desires... What is your simple step process or simple tips that you could give our listeners today to help them begin their process to embodying that next level self? So I have a five-step method for aligned manifestation and I developed this process after having that year where I manifested my dreams and it felt like life was just like so amazing to creating another vision board after that experience and like literally nothing on that vision board manifesting and when I reflected on that, what I realized was that 
I had put things on that vision board that I didn't truly want. I thought I'm this age, this is where I should be at in my life, or this is what my friends have, this is what I should want too. And something you should know about me is that I was very much in survival mode for a lot of my life. And on the outset, like looking in externally, people would be like, wow, if he is achieving so much, if he is doing so much. And my dominant belief at that time was like, I just want to have the same as everyone else. Like I so desperately wanted to be normal. I wanted to be normal as a black girl growing up in Scotland. I wanted to be normal as someone who had lost her parents. I wanted to be normal throughout all of these things and just to be seen as the same as everyone else. And so what I didn't realize was that belief actually began to trickle into my adult life where I was still holding onto it, even though it wasn't something that I needed to survive anymore. It was the same as everyone else. And so what I realized was that after that vision board that failed, that I was still holding on to that core wounding of being the same as everyone else, being normal. And I was like, F this, like, well, I just have normal when I could have extraordinary and I'm here to live an extraordinary life and be an extraordinary person. And so the vibes method for aligned manifestation was born from that. So the first step of the vibes method is like we were talking about is embodying the vibe of your higher self. And it's really giving the like taking ownership for how you want your life to look and not just like these are the things I want to have this is what's going to make me happy like who do you want to be is the person you're showing up as right now the person that you truly want to be is this a true reflection of self and so when I had low self-worth low self-confidence that wasn't actually a true reflection of who I am as a person like naturally I'm extremely um extroverted outgoing I love being around other people now I'm extremely confident and that like I feel like this is a very true reflection of myself like I had um feedback from one of my coaching clients recently and she's like you laugh at your own jokes you don't take yourself too seriously and that's what I love about working with you and I'm like this this is exactly like this is the feedback that I want to be getting so when you're embodying the vibe of your higher self it's not like oh how can I be like so perfect it's like how can I live in more integrity with my values so when you live more integrity with your values, what you're going to notice is that means that people may shift out of that reality, right? People may no longer resonate with the values and the boundaries that you set for your life. This doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong, but this is the process of like aligning yourself so that you're surrounded by people who who don't necessarily, you don't have to share the exact same values, but who respect your values and who are on board with what's important to you. So when you know what your values are, you know who your highest self is. And by your highest self, I mean your truest self, because we should all be aiming to return to what's true for us rather than basing it on someone else's ideals of what's good or bad or right or wrong. Mm, I love everything that you're sharing. I feel like it's uh, speaking to everything that I need to hear myself again. So um, what I'd love to touch on first and foremost from what you've shared there is this system that you've created. How long have you been practicing, like working within this manifestation space to have discovered that, hey, this actually works? So I would say for the past seven seven years, I've been diving into conscious manifestation work and it started with, Ooh, the law of attraction and then realizing wait manifestation is so much more than the law of attraction it's other universal laws it's embodiment it's all of these different elements that come into it and then also you know spirituality is is not the same as religion where there is a prescribed thing for everyone to follow so it is very much about determining what your own journey is so while I do have the vibes method and this is how the majority of my programs are based it's not like on this day you need to do this practice in a certain way and if you don't do it like your desires aren't going to manifest it's just like these are themes that we want to look at and we want to explore in every area and I can support you in finding out how you want to incorporate these themes into your life because it's not just like a tick 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 and then it's over and done with it's actually like a way that you live your life like I'm not every day like oh what my values again because I know like I know these at my core whereas at the beginning you might need to spend more time on that Yes, yes. And the other thing I wanted to ask you on this as well, as you mentioned that, uh, you know, through using this method, you were able to manifest so many of your desires. And I want to celebrate you for a moment. So what are some of those manifestation wins that you'd be happy to share with our listeners today? Oh, so many. Um, it's, it's, I honestly, 
I look back and I think I recommend this to everyone as well like if you are not really seeing yourself as a powerful manifesto or you're struggling to get your head around it right now remember what I said earlier about you having manifested everything into your life so look at your past year and write down some successes that you've had and really take a moment to like celebrate yourself and like really notice how much work and how much effort and how much value you've brought into the world just over this past year or past few months and if people are really struggling I tell them to do it every day like write down successes for every day and people I don't have successes for every day and it's like things that you're maybe not attributing as a success is is a huge it's a huge win so you don't have to have like firework moments every day but just begin acknowledging yourself in small ways and then it makes those big ways so much sweeter and it also allows you to say like I am good enough as I am now. I'm not doing any of these things because I need to prove myself to someone else or I need to prove myself to myself. Like I am enough as I am. So going back to manifestation wins, I just wanted to drop that in. Like we have to, we have to acknowledge and celebrate those successes. Um, There have been so many different ones. Um, Manifesting my dream apartment was something that it brings me a lot of joy because It was such a stressful situation because I had been living in this building for three years and I I'm someone who like I love having a space to come back to like I love living in the same space so what would happen is for a few months of the year I would travel but I would either sublet my room or just continue to pay for rent for my apartment because I wanted to come back here so badly I just loved having that space while I was away it turned out they put the apartment up for sale And so when I came back, every week or so, we would be having people come in to do flat viewings. It just never really felt like our space anymore. And we were in stage four lockdown, which which if you don't know, if you're or if you're not from Australia, you haven't experienced Melbourne life is uh, you can leave your house for an hour to two hours a day, but only within five kilometers of your own house. Everything is closed. There is nothing to do. There is nowhere to go. There is there is nothingness. And so while this is happening, we're still having flat viewings and people are coming around, but we can't be going like outside our little five kilometer bubble to like see any other places. And so we were really on edge because we're like, what is going to happen if this house gets sold while we're in lockdown and we can't really do anything? And there was one particular occasion where someone had, who came to view the apartment came back a second day in a row. And I'm like, this isn't a good sign. Why, why is she coming back a second day in the row? And my flatmate and I were like, do you think she's bought it? How are we going to know? And then by chance, she'd accidentally left her notebook behind and came back without the real estate agent. So we just like asked her straight up and she's like, yeah, oh, they didn't tell you. Like I put in an offer. I'm just like getting some final measurements and stuff. I was devastated because obviously the real estate agents were just going to leave it to like the last moment to tell us because they wanted to keep us in paying rent. And so I was like, I can't leave. This is my home. So I, I went and cried for about an hour and then I was like, okay, we need to, we need to get, get our asses into gear. I looked on a real estate website and I was like, I don't want to move out of this apartment building. So what if I could just find another one in this apartment? So I messaged two, one got back to me instantly. And like this ad shouldn't even still be up. And then the one, the other one got back to me a couple of days later and they were like, yep, yeah, you can come for a viewing went to this viewing this apartment was on the same floor as my already apartment it's just round the corner it was way better way more light um instagram photos are going to be majorly up level this place is beautiful way bigger way nicer and just round the corner and so there were so many things that had to come together in order to make this a reality because i did not have i'd lost my job due to the pandemic so i didn't have consistent pay slips of income coming in my new flat my flatmate wanted to move into her own apartment so i didn't even have a flatmate to move in with and there were so many moving pieces but eventually the last minute the apartment came through and what's really funny is the entire time that i've been traveling and i've been away i was thinking oh i'd really love to make my house like more homey I had some friends who lived in a few floors below me and every time I thought about making my house look more homey I'm like and it would look like their house and I would think about my house looking like theirs and they actually decided to move back to New Zealand due to the pandemic and then gave me all their furniture so my house looked exactly like their house it was perfect oh my goodness that is massive first and foremost like how horrible is that real estate company doing that to you in the middle of like the depth of uh, because I know the chaos that you guys went through in Melbourne on the Gold Coast I was lucky like you know we barely got affected by the whole thing but that's just so horrible that you had to go through all of that but I love that because of the way that you approached and handled the situation it was able to create something so much better than what you could have expected in the beginning and I think that's the biggest thing about manifestation right is like 
And that's the thing about manifestation is we might have in our head this idea of like what it is we want or how we want something to turn out. But what we can't see is the bigger picture and how much more beautiful things could potentially be, even if in the process of getting there, it doesn't feel like everything is going your way and everything is working out. So thank you so much for sharing that win with us. I think that's um, a beautiful story and one that I think my listeners are going to absolutely love as well. But what I'd love to do is dive a little bit deeper into this idea of identity shifts because this keeps coming up as clearly like a really important element of manifesting our dream life. So how do we create an identity shift, especially if we don't even have that full clarity around like who we are right now? Is it as as simple as writing down who am I now and who do I want to become or is there more depth to it? That's a really great question. I think if you don't have clarity on who you are now, you may think that you don't know who you are, but it's probably just that you've never sat down to have that conversation with yourself. It's not something I would ask myself a lot. Um, like, you know, who who am I? How do other people perceive me? But what you have to realize is you have so much more knowledge and answers that you ever give yourself credit for. So we're not going to start out this conversation by assuming you don't know, but actually flipping it on your head and saying like, well, if I did know, like, what would I say? Like, And I actually have this, um, in my mastermind, I did this exercise with my clients where it's called a Jahari window. And you can just Google Jahari, I'm giving away all my trade secrets, but you can just Google Jahari window. And it gives you this, um, it gives you this, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a program. And essentially you send it to, I 10, I think is a good number, but if you have more, that's fine. And you send it to people and they pick the traits that they most would associate with you, that they would best resonate with you. And you also pick the ones that you would say about yourself. And then you get back this window and there's four different sections. So that's what you know about yourself and what others have said about you, what you know about yourself, but others haven't said about you, what you don't know about yourself and others have said about you. And then I can't remember what the fourth one is, but it's interesting to see all of these traits come together and be like, oh, I would have said my main thing was this. And I had, I remember in mine, and one of my friends had put shy. I'm like, do you know me at all? Why would you, why would you put this? And it's just so interesting to see back like what, what traits people have put. So that is a good way to like, kind of just like spark some conversation or you can even just like, ask your friends I've asked my friends um because I I like getting the feedback feedback is important to me so sometimes I'll be like like what do you think my biggest flaw is like what annoys you most about me and you have to have like a strong stomach to take this on board and I hate like I don't like criticism you know constructive feedback I don't I don't I don't love it I know it's necessary but I'm not someone who can who who loves it so you have to definitely be in a place where you can handle those but if you don't want to hear responses to things like that you could even just say like how would you describe me or like what's one thing you love about being friends with me and kind of put these things together and just because someone says something right like my friend saying I was shy that doesn't mean it's true that's just how that person has perceived you so first of all take that information and say does this resonate with me and if it doesn't that's fine but it may give you an insight into some things that may have been in your blind spot that you may not have picked up on and so that's what I love about coaching people is like as a coach, you get to illuminate people's blind spots and they're also going to receive it in a much better way than if it was your friend and you're saying like, now you're just getting in your own head about this. Like you need to talk yourself through it. Come on. Like, you know, if a friend said that to you in the way that a coach might say it, you might not receive it as well. So I think because they don't have that deep personal relationship with you as well, it's easier to see and identify those blind spots and communicate that in a way that's going to be really effective for you. I went to this conference in Berlin a few years ago called Tech Open Air and there was a speech and one of the women was talking about um, the importance of a values friends forever and not just a best friend forever and a values friend forever is going to call you out and they're going to hold you accountable to your greatness and I'm so lucky Mm. that I have relationships like that both in terms of friendships and also the coaches that I work with so wrapping up and coming back to identity is you have more answers than you think you do you have the resources to get those answers on who you are and just start slowly like you can even say you know set yourself a challenge for 30 days like what's one thing that I learned about myself today what's one thing I know about myself today and just put this information together become the researcher of your own life because no one is going to, ultimately, no one is going to know more about you than you know about you. Even with all the stuff that everyone else is saying, you are the yeah. one that can 
internalize and say whether or not that resonates and that is the most important thing so never negate the importance of that power and the importance of that level of discernment either Mm, thank you for sharing that insights on the Jahari window. And um, that is something that now that you've mentioned it, it flashed my memory back. It's something I did earlier on in my journey inside one of the masterminds that I was a part of myself. And it is a really great experience just for that purpose of like having that reflection um, of other people showing you these parts of yourself that maybe that you have a blind eye towards. Um, and I really do believe that the whole embodiment aspect of manifestation, it's the hardest thing to do. Hey, like getting clear on who is this version of myself I am now and who is this version that I need to become, it's exhausting and it is challenging. And anyone that says that this is easy is, is kidding. Like they're, they're lying to you. They're using it as a marketing mechanism because it's not easy. So what, what could you shine light on there to, I guess, install confidence in anyone who is currently trying to go through like a big transition, a big up level within themselves that will keep them on the path moving forward and and not quitting and not giving up just because it is tough. We place so much emphasis on the final result and the end thing manifesting and we see it as something to win or as like a prize to get this eventual result. But what we have to recognize is that the period between this is what I want to have and actually getting it, this is what I want to experience and actually being there, that period is the majority of our lives. So we can't just be like waiting to hit the end point because the other 95% is getting to that end point. So we have to appreciate and honor the journey and know that the messy middle is actually also the beginning and the end too. And rather than feeling guilt or shame around being there or anger or frustration around being there, yes, allow yourself to feel your emotions but visit the difficult emotions. Don't spend your entire time living there and know that even in the challenging times that it's only for a moment, it's not a lifetime. Mm, I think that was perfectly said right there. It's it's not for a lifetime. It's only during this challenging moment. So before we do wrap up this podcast episode, I'd love to hear a little bit more on this area of like the mindset shifts that you need to make in order to actually manifest your dream life. Is there anything that maybe we haven't touched on today that you feel like is a really important point that our listeners should be aware of if they are stepping into this space of deep manifestation and transformation? You have to remember that you are already an extraordinary person. Manifesting your dream life is something that the dream person would have. So you have to see yourself as worthy, deserving, as capable of doing all of those things. So when I talk to people about manifesting their extraordinary lives, they're like, but what if I'm not extraordinary? Every single person is extraordinary in their own ways. You might look at my story and say, wow, she's been through these incredible things. I look at other people and I'm like, my best friend is a mom. She's had two kids. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. I've got other friends who are traveling the world. I've got other friends who are living on a boat or driving in a van. I'm like, that's amazing. That's incredible. So we all look at everyone else's reality and think that they have so much more, they are so much more than we are, but they're probably looking back and thinking the same about us. So acknowledging the extraordinary within you, taking responsibility for your life as well, and taking responsibility is not the same as attributing blame. So that's not to say like if you're in a bad place right now, like this is your fault, but you do have to acknowledge your role in it and acknowledge your ability to change your situation we can't just sit around waiting for someone to do what we have to take the control and make happen ourselves when I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic I was very depressed for a couple of weeks and I was journaling as a way to process my frustration my sadness and also as someone who is from Scotland living in Australia I wasn't entitled to any funding so everyone's getting their like furlough money they're getting their I can't remember the exact name for like the COVID pay but everyone's getting their COVID payments and stuff I'm getting like zero and I'm like thinking like this is gonna go through all of my savings and that's still like an uncomfortable place for me to be at because although I've done so much work myself like I do still have like that trauma from my childhood of I need to look out for myself so having a large degree of savings is very important to me and feeling like super secure and like I have safety is just something that I'm, I'm always gonna feel like that additional need maybe more than other people so all of this was going on and then I was yeah I was bitching about it in my journal it was just like life is so hard nothing's working out everyone else is so much easier than me and then I was like what have I actually done though and I realized like 
I actually hadn't done anything to change my situation. Like talking about it, expressing my rage about it, expressing my sadness, talking about how miserable it was. It felt like I was actually doing something, but I wasn't. And when I came to that realization, it was like, number one, it was confronting, but number two is like, wait, if I haven't actually done anything, there's so many things I could do, change my situation. And so I really spiraled from that point where I pretty much no money coming in to, I, um, I saw this ad on Airtasker, which if you're, it's like Gumtree or like Craigslist, people post tasks and you reply to them. And someone had asked for this like uh, SEO consultation, search engine optimization consultation. And listen, I'm not an SEO pro, but could I help out a beginner? Yeah, sure I could. Pinterest is also something that I was very skilled in at that time. So I wrote back to those people. I'm like, yep, I could do this for you. And also Pinterest management. While I'm doing that, they, they give me $50, 50 Australian dollars, by the way, which is for like, an hour and a half of my time. This is so ridiculously low for how much energy and time it was, but I didn't care. That was the best $50 I ever made in my life. And as I'm walking them through things, I'm showing them examples of stuff on my blog. They're like, did you write all these posts? I'm like, yeah, I did the I did the writing for that. And one of the women that I did the consultation with reached out to me and she's like, hey, would you be able to do some writing for me? I told her my rate, which was significantly higher than that $50 call. And she's like, okay, this is like triple what I was paying my last person. I'm like, this is this is just going to be the rate. And I actually worked with her and I was writing about medical equipment and all this medical technology and stuff. But I was good at it because I knew yeah. like the system behind the writing. And that $50 very quickly transferred into thousand dollars that transferred into thousands of dollars that transferred into tens of thousands of dollars because I decided that it was going to happen for me and so wherever you are in your life right now you can make that decision and that isn't to say that there aren't going to be challenges that isn't going to be to say that there aren't going to be times when you want to throw it in it feels like nothing working or no one understands but making that decision is a promise that you make to yourself and I think that is one of the most beautiful things that you could ever do oh I love every single word that comes out of your mouth and all of the stories that you share to be able to like help us learn through your experiences. I think that you're such a powerful individual and I'm so grateful that we've been able to connect and have this conversation and you've been able to share so much of your wisdom and experiences with me. And what I'd love to hear from you as we do head towards wrapping up this episode now Uh, It's something that I'm just curious to know about, like all the different people that I connect with on the podcast. What are your priorities right now? Like at this point in your life and and what you're working on at the moment and what you're working towards, what are your priorities? Having a lot of fun. I... Um, if you follow me on Instagram, if you check out my Instagram, my uh, Instagram bio is yes, gorgeous, this is your effing year. And that was something that I began to say to myself after the final lockdown. I was like, you know what? I'm not like putting my life on hold for anything, anybody. I choose to feel amazing in this moment. And my life is going to be a reflection of that. So my theme for this year was actually my word for the year was magic. And I was just like, I am so here for magical experiences. And I just want to feel like, I just feel like most alive when I'm tapping into that magic, the magic of the universe and the magic of myself. So a few weeks ago, actually, I was in Bali and it was meant to be a trip that I was going on in my friend. And then, <laughs> well, essentially she did something and I was like, this this is overstepping my boundaries and I don't feel like you respect the friendship. So we couldn't go on the trip together. And so she went on that trip with her boyfriend and I decided to go on that trip by myself. And I had the most magical experience. I met six different girls of Bumble BFF and we just went out and did so many fun things. I had um, one day I was just sitting outside an ice cream shop and someone stopped me on the side of the road and was like, you should come to her restaurant for dinner. I went to this like, I think it was a 50 course dinner at this restaurant. I had an experience where there was sold out tickets for this event. And even on the day of, I'm like, I'm getting ready. It's an hour to go. I don't have any tickets for a sold out event. I'm like, yep, it's going to happen. I'm going to get there. At the last minute, managed to get a ticket and just so many experiences rolling on from that. And people say like, oh, when you're in that travel energy, things just manifest so much quicker and so much easier. But even when I came back to Melbourne, my first week back, went to the casino for the first time, won $200. I got free tickets to the fight that was on. And I'm just like, I choose to be living in that energy of magic. And as a result of that, that's what experiences that I'm attracting into my life. So for me, magic is an absolute priority. And also the work that I do and helping people tap into their inner magic, helping people create those permission slips for the lives they want to live. Because 
doing this work is not just a gift for you, but for all those people around you that you are impacting, whether people are going to turn around and tell you that or not, you are making a difference just by showing up as your authentic self. And I think the more people that can be living this way, that can be living in alignment with their authentic truth, the greater an experience we as a collective get to have overall. Yes. Oh, I absolutely love that. And what you shared about just focusing on fun is something that is so easily forgotten, especially when we do step into this entrepreneurial space. You know, that's sometimes the first thing that does fly out the window. So it's very much something that I'm prioritizing myself this year. So again, I'm, I love that we can resonate there. But Afia, honestly, this has been such a powerful conversation. And thank you so much for um, all the depth that you've taken each of these questions into today. So I'd love to know, what are you working on at the moment that we can share with our listeners and where can they find you if they want to continue listening or learning from you after this episode? So I actually, depending on when this podcast episode comes out, I have a group program which is going into round two on the 25th of July called Queen Energy. And it's a 21 day group coaching experience, which is about a lot of what we've talked about today and how to incorporate embodiment practices into your manifestation process. So it's not just something that you're saying, but it's a way that you're feeling and it's a way that you live your life. So throughout those 21 days, it's about getting into that massive momentum in both your internal and external world, tapping into your dark feminine energy, so your anger, your frustration, your rage, and using these as powerful manifestation tools. So if you're interested in joining that, you can pop me a DM over on Instagram, Afiasilta underscore. That's where I hang out most of the time. And also my podcast, The Manifest Edit Podcast. Amazing. Well, I'm going to put all of those links in the episode description as well. That way everyone can find you with ease. There will be no trouble at all. I mean, I've been checking out your Instagram and I love the value that you share over there. I'm so glad that we've been able to um, become connected and, you know, learn from each other today and just learn from your story as well. So thank you so much again, Afia, for all of your time your beautiful energy and the incredible amount of wisdom that you've shared with us today. Um, I know our listeners will have loved this episode just as much as I have. So thank you. Thank you. So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower With Them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at Empower With M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. And if you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and take action on stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way? Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along. And I'll see you next episode.